Namaste and welcome to the Holistic Pioneers Maiden to Mother podcast. This is a safe space to talk about issues affecting everyday families as we dive into the healing of lineage and generational trauma, talk all things divine health, conscious parenting and relationships. Are you ready to laugh together, cry together and grow together? Then join me, Solana Usha, for today's epic episode. Namaste and welcome back to the Holistic Pioneer Made Into Mother podcast. My name is Solana Usha and I am so grateful to be stepping through this magical journey of self-discovery and divine holistic health with you. On today's epic hump day journey of divine health and well-being, we are going to dive into understanding burnout. We're going to talk about the 15 signs of burnout and how to support yourself and your parent friends to heal and recover with my proven steps. But before we do, this is my favorite part, I am going to read out last week's review of the week. This review came in from Chantelle and she wrote, Becoming or being a mother is the start of a journey that can bring great joy, pride and happiness, as well as worries and challenges, and nobody talks about these changes. This podcast is so real. It's raw, but beautiful. To hear somebody else talk about the journey of motherhood with such honesty, to hear that you are not alone is such an important thing for expecting a new mothers. And even now for me, although my babies aren't so tiny anymore. Thank you, Solana. Thank you so much, Chantal. And for all of you who take the time to leave a review, it means so much to me. I cannot thank you enough for your support for this podcast. If you feel called to leave a review, please engage on my Instagram page underneath the um, alert for each week's podcast episode. And we are going to, that helps me engage um, with my page and it helps me to be able to tackle the algorithm and get our love and our support out there to as many women and their support networks as we possibly can. And it's a constant battle with these social networks and talking about things that are so honest and real it's um (laughs) it's it's quite hard to get our word out there so thank you thank you thank you for your feedback so burnout (laughs) wow so what really prompted this episode for me was that most of us wait too long to deal with burnout we wait for too much to go wrong before we even start to deal with burnout we wait until things are truly challenging until we're on the edge or have officially broken down in a screaming match with our unsuspecting child or baby to deal with this burnout and i want to end that culture where we wait until things are so difficult before we ask for help i have witnessed people i have witnessed mothers crawling their way back to health which is possible by the way it's always possible to turn your situation around and to seek help but why wait why wait and make it that much harder for yourself to come back I've been at this point myself I've actually been at this point myself several times since becoming a mother I have experienced 
complete burnout. I've experienced the guilt of burnout that plays on our minds and rips at our hearts and our core as mothers. Oh, I'm already getting emotional. (laughs) I've been there (laughs) and that's okay. If you've been there too, it's okay. When I was struggling to get out of bed, completely energyless, energyless, I felt so drained, even at the sight of my phone ringing or my baby needing me or another breastfeed um, or even the thought of having to decide, let alone cook for my family. Now, now that I've realized that I was in fact suffering from severe burnout and not depression, I've started to take notice of those early signs of burnout, the red flags and warnings that our bodies will express to us before reaching complete and total burnout and fatigue. And that's what I want to help you with here today. How many of you today are listening to this and going, Solana, no, I'm fine. Honestly, like, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm just going to pour another glass of wine. I don't think I need this episode. Well, I promise you that this episode is going to be so useful, even if you don't feel burnt out, because that is the point. We wait until too long, and it's best to know the warning signs early how great would it be to know the signs of burnout and be able to witness them in your friends and your loved ones and be able to support them and empower them with the knowledge all before it's too late. Now, I don't know about you guys. Oh, well, (laughs) Um, I guess women and, and especially mothers in general are quite similar in this way, but Um, My friends and I, we have quite a few overthinkers in our group um, and even in many of my friendships and we get in our heads that, oh, our friends think we're too much, right? I'm going to pull back the reason that they're not answering like it's me. But maybe your friends are teetering on the edge of burnout and could really use your support. Or maybe you need support and you didn't even know it because as a society, we praise burnout. We praise the term working ourselves to death. We'll do anything to not be seen as lazy, right? We wait too long. We wait until too much is wrong to make a change. Now, I have been reading some incredible studies about burnout and one that I found completely shocking stated that on average professionals experience burnout, the average professional will experience burnout by the age of 32. Now in the past burnout has specifically been focused on professionals. It was actually originally termed as a medical um, a medical condition for doctors and nurses. However, it's since expanded. Um, but burnout itself is a state of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. 
And it occurs when you feel overwhelmed or emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands. Now, we can't confuse burnout with stress, though. Stress is having too much on your plate, too much work to handle, too many responsibilities, too many hours spent working. It is a factor of burnout, but it is not burnout. Burnout is, in fact, the opposite. You typically feel like you don't have enough, not enough motivation, not enough energy, not enough care factor. The same can be said for misinterpreting depression for burnout. Certain depression-related symptoms such as exhaustion and difficulty performing tasks can masquerade as burnout. In most cases, burnout is work-related and a lot of online reads will tell you that it doesn't affect your day-to-day life. That depression, on the other hand, impacts every aspect of your life with persistent feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness and helplessness. However, this is going back to the days where burnout was only considered for professionals. As the stress continues, you do in fact begin to lose the interest and motivation that led you to take on certain roles in the first place. Burnout reduces productivity, it saps your energy, leaving you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical and resentful. Eventually, you may feel like you have nothing more to give. The, ine- the negative effects of burnout spill over into every area of your life, including your home, your work, and your social life. The scary thing about burnout is it can also cause long-term changes to your body, and that makes you vulnerable to illnesses like colds and flus, depression, and severe anxiety. Because of its many consequences, though, it's important to deal with burnout right away and to catch this in the early stages, which is what I'm here to make you aware of today. Burnout, especially for mothers, can often go unnoticed or commonly misdiagnosed as depression. Burnout is a gradual process. It doesn't happen overnight. And that's what is scary is it really does creep up on you. The signs and the symptoms will start subtly but become worse and worse as time goes on. So some of the physical signs and symptoms of burnout may include feeling tired and drained most of the time, like exhausted, lowered immunity, so frequently getting ill. Um, And I know that this caused a lot of friction in my marriage because I was burnt out but I at that stage didn't even understand that I was burnt out and I was getting sick a lot and my partner was he just had enough of me getting sick but the problem was is we weren't dealing with the root cause Um, and in holistic health that's what it is Um, your whole self needs to be healed in order to get rid of these minor illnesses other physical signs would be like frequent headaches or muscle pains Um, even a change in appetite from heightened appetite to lowered appetite or sleeping habits. Some of the emotional signs and symptoms of burnout look like a sense of failure and self-doubt, feeling helpless, trapped, defeated, a detachment and feeling alone in the world, that loss of motivation that I was talking about, increasingly cynical and negative outlook, 
and a decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment. Now, how this manifests as bef- like behavioral signs and symptoms would look like withdrawing from your responsibilities, isolating yourself from others. Like I said, I withdrew. I felt worse when my phone would ring procrastinating and taking longer to get things done that you would usually find quite easy, using food and drugs or alcohol to cope, taking out your frustrations on others, like I mentioned, screaming matches with your unsuspecting toddler, (laughs) skipping work or coming in late and leaving early. So keeping an eye out for these signs and these symptoms in yourself and your loved ones and supporting them early on in the burnout stages can have astronomical results in healing and recovering from burnout. But as you can see, the signs and symptoms are incredibly similar to depression. So it is important to show love and support from a non-judgmental place, no matter what stage they may be going through. And I always encourage people to further encourage speaking to a professional especially if it's been I I think the guidelines they say is over two weeks of of this kind of behavior Um, you may be they may be or yourself at severe risk of depression and in fact long-term neglect of self-care leading to burnout can if left untreated turn into depression but the treatments for each differ significantly. Depression is undiagnosed burnout and does require quite significant treatment. However, if you do catch burnout in these early stages, you are capable of moving through this within a couple of weeks. So what causes burnout? Anyone who feels overworked and undervalued is at risk for burnout from hardworking office workers who haven't taken their vacation in years to, yep, believe it or not, the frazzled stay-at-home mums tending to their kids, housework or even an aging parent, so a caregiver. But burnout is not caused like solely by stressful work or too many responsibilities. Other factors do actually contribute to burnout, including your lifestyle and your personality traits. In fact, (laughs) what you do in your downtime and how you look at the world can play just as big a role in causing an overwhelming stress as work or your home demands. So... Work-related causes of burnout would be like feeling like you have little or no control over your work, often a lack of recognition or reward for good work, unclear or overly demanding job expectations, doing work that's monotonous or unchallenging or boring, um, working in a chaotic or high-pressure environment, etc. So... Um, As I said, it's not only professionals that are recognized as suffering from burnout these days. And so there are lifestyle causes of burnout too, such as working too much without enough time for socializing or relaxing, 
Um, so that work-life balance, that's, that's not an Instagram mantra. Like it's important to your holistic and overall health. Lack of close supportive friendships. Um, so I'll go into it further later, but this is actually one of the things that is the first sign of mothers who start to feel burnout because they start to feel like they lose those supportive and close relationships. You're all of a sudden at home all the time with a, a baby and you're not communicating and your needs don't take priority. Taking on too many responsibilities without enough help from others um, and even not getting enough sleep is a major lifestyle um, contributor to burnout. But believe it or not, our personality traits can actually contribute to burnout too. Oh. So perfectionist tendencies where nothing is ever good enough. Um, this has been escalated in a world of social media comparisonitis. It's just blown out of the water with... Um, I'm going to talk specifically about motherhood and parenting, but when you're at home all day and you're holding your infant and you're absolutely exhausted and so you flick on your phone to scroll through social media and you see these perfect homes and these babies that are like perfectly dressed and then you look around at your own home and you see like your dirty washing piles piling up or toys on the ground or you're wearing a shirt for the third day in a row with spit up. Um, so if you've had a perfectionist tendency in the past um, or you have these expectations to live up to these perfectionist ideals, you're at higher risk of burnout. Pessimistic views of yourself and the world also um, are a common personality trait that contribute to burnout and the need to be in control or reluctant to delegate to others. So that includes mums who want or feel the need to do it all themselves and don't want to ask for help or won't even accept help. Um, no matter how much they need it, they feel like it's their burden to play on. So um, they often call these kind of personality behaviours commonly associated with the high achievers, such as the type A personality. So often burnout in mothers is severely neglected and overlooked as mum stress, but it is in fact a serious medical condition called caregiver burnout. Now, I did a lot of research regarding burnout and it was really hard to find anything about motherhood. Um, as I've mentioned earlier, burnout was tokened for the professionals and the high achieving um, area of, you know, like colleagues, <laughs> doctors, nurses, um, etc. So that's how it's been so overlooked. There are not as many studies as I had honestly expected, but caregiver in like caregiver burnout in particular happens when a caregiver such as yourself, you, 
mum, dad, has maxed out their capacity to provide physical, mental or emotional support for someone in their care. Mothers can be particularly affected by caregiver burnout. I'm not saying that mothers are the only ones that can have caregiver burnout. Shout out to all the stay-at-home dads, the hands-on dads. Um, I see you. Well, I don't, (laughs) but I do. (laughs) Um, Would love to see more. (laughs) But um, mothers in particular or stay-at-home dads are affected by caregiver burnout as they put so many demands on themselves in part because of those unrealistic images of what motherhood should be. The statistics of this are increasingly scary, paced, like, thanks to Instagram's comparisons. So the Instagram comparisonitis is just, yeah, um, the statistics are rising alarmingly thanks to Instagram and social media. Of course, caregiver burnout doesn't just come about from a long list of tasks. Um, As a caregiver, you have the emotional and mental load of life with a new baby and with kids. It's exhausting in very visible ways. The emotional transition for a mother from wondering, am I doing this right? And what is the right way? Who am I now? What will my partner think about me as a parent? It can all take a toll too. So feeling disconnected and isolated, like all of the pressure is on you or like your partner doesn't help enough, it all feeds into this caregiver burnout. Signs of burnout can start small and they grow at varying paces depending on your life situation and opportunities for rest and really how much support you have but symptoms do differ from mother to mother but feeling stressed physically and emotionally is probably the biggest precursor to each of these most common signs of burnout so Quite a lot of these are very similar to a professional burnout. Um, And I just want to remind you all that motherhood and a stay-at-home mother does do as much as a full-time working parent or person, if not more. Um, And I think the problem with like caregiver burnout being overlooked is that people don't yet recognize how much a stay-at-home parent or full-time parent does. So some of the biggest symptoms or most common symptoms are withdrawing from others, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, losing interest in things that you once loved, sleep problems, Again, change in appetite, either increased or decreased. Feeling exhausted or like you have low to no energy. Having trouble controlling your worries or your thoughts. Feeling less hope. Feeling emotional like sadness, irritability, anxiety even. Um... Feeling like you need a break more than just wanting a break. Like 
I don't know about you guys, but my body gets really hot and really like a lot of built up anxious energy when I know I need a break and I can't have one. Um, this then leads to the next one, which is noticing that you have a short temper. So when your baby outcries for you, you can't handle that as well as when your needs have been met. So you may be closer to burnout if you're not handling um, your child's outbursts or cries or needs for help. Feeling as though any new task will put you over the edge. Needing to not be touched or needing to be alone. And I can't wait. I've actually um, already written a episode for the future about being touched out. This is something that was completely new to me as a mother and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Um, waking up and not wanting to do the day. So um, I had similar symptoms. As I said, like I really did struggle to get out of bed. I was just exhausted and like no sleep felt like enough sleep. Feeling resentful. Now this can actually, and please don't feel bad, it can happen towards your baby towards your partner or the world or even yourself like we do when we're going through burnout resent the choices that led us to that point which can at times mean feeling resentful for the fact of having a child um that does not make you a bad parent <laughs> okay um and feeling guilty uh, which is another one that I spoke to, which I personally found was the worst part about burnout. But people talk about how badly they feel about saying that they need a break and that they should want to be with their baby all of, all of the time. But we need to change that conversation because it is not possible to be someone's everything all of the time. Now, I've said that about boundaries. I've said that about your friends. I've said that about your partners, your family. And it is true for your children as well. It's that same metaphor that they talk about where you're trying to fill your child's cup, but your cup's empty. You can't fill your child's cup if your cup is empty. <laughs> so, yeah, Um but the guilt is honestly, well, for me personally, it was the worst part about burnout because it did feel like I wasn't able to be everything that I was. So I know the pressure of the guilt, like once you're in the depths of burnout, only makes it feel a thousand times worse because you know what you should be capable of doing. And when you struggle to be like that mother that you have in your head that you should be, it's it's indescribable. Mum guilt is 100% a thing. And unfortunately, it is also a predecessor to burnout. So it's also important to note that sometimes what feels or looks like caregiver burnout could actually be a more serious and concerning um, health condition like depression or anxiety. Other times, burnout that's not relieved can become clinical depression or an anxiety disorder. That's why it's important to pay attention to these symptoms and to take action when and however you can. 
Recovering from burnout first requires noticing the symptoms of caregiver burnout to begin with. Once you do that, there are a slew of different solutions to help you heal. Um, But I have three actions that I personally recommend taking to help you recover from burnout. Now, firstly, I'm going to keep it really simple and practical because I want you to remember these when you need them. Um, I'm not going to make this complicated. There's, as I said, endless amounts of advice on the internet. However, when you're a mother, things just need to be kept simple, right? You don't want something that's so hard that you're just not capable of even giving the time to. So firstly, keeping it really simple and practical, my first action to help you recover from burnout is rest. Now, I know you might be thinking, oh my God, seriously, Solana, but hear me out. Rest is the one thing I'm worst at. Yesterday, I was so fatigued and my to-do list was a mile long as usual. Yep, I'm sorry, but that's what makes us amazing mothers. We really do want to do it all. But I blew it all off. A couple of girlfriends and I, we went for a short drive, found some waterfalls and some beautiful swimming holes, and we spent the morning swimming, talking, laughing, and resting. I hadn't picked up my phone for anything other than to snap some pictures of beautiful height or beautiful highlight videos and I started to feel re-energized again. I went home that evening and worked and I was in a far happier and more grateful mood and I slept fantastically. My daughter and I slept until like 8am. Rest doesn't have to mean sleep but if it doesn't then it does have to include doing something that you do not find stressful. It must be stress-free. But sleep is another and one of the most fantastic ways to get that much-needed rest. Now listen, Mama. If your baby is having a nap, and I have seen the reels of how do you expect us to sleep when our baby is sleeping, and they are hilarious. I get it. I really do. But here is your permission to sit down, to lay down, whatever you need to do. The dishes, the laundry, the vacuuming, it will all be there later. Who am I kidding? (laughs) We already know it will be. It will always be there. But these opportunities to rest, they won't be. So say thank you to your guilt for showing up. It proves that you are an incredible, thoughtful, caring mother and then send it for a rest too whilst you take a nap. My second proven method is to talk about it. So this magical thing happens when we stop pretending like we're the perfect mother, the perfect wife or even the perfect person, and we open up and show our vulnerable sides to our girlfriends, our partners, or our loved ones. I see this magic in women's circles 
every month where women feel that it's safe to show their vulnerable sides and the power and the release of emotion is again indescribable um I'll talk about women's circle in a future episode but it's okay to say that you are not okay it's okay to say you're exhausted or you need a break it's okay to say that you miss your old stress-free simple life (laughs) we all do (laughs) it doesn't make us any lesser of a mother or a woman or a person or a wife We need to accept that we aren't robots and that we need to rest and connect with ourselves or reconnect, I hope. Find someone to talk to, whether that be a paid professional, family, friends or your partner. Honestly, just let yourself be vulnerable. Let yourself feel and seen and feel heard. My third proven action to take to recover from burnout is to socialize as i mentioned above i went out on a rest day with my girlfriends we talked about things our kids were going through things we were struggling with things we wanted to do or things we wanted to learn and there was no pressure there one of the major signs of burnout is to withdraw from socialization and unfortunately that's a lot this this action is a lot harder to take if you aren't getting it in the early signs of burnout but socializing with a small group of women or a support network will help you to not feel alone it also helps keep things into perspective and it's a fantastic reminder that no one not a single woman no not even that one on Instagram, nope, that perfect mum page. No one has it all together 100% of the time and that is perfectly fine. Well, that's not all I have on burnout and I could definitely talk your ear off about it. (laughs) But I do think that it's a great place to start and a great way to open up the conversation about burnout in motherhood. Remember, if you feel that you may be starting to struggle, ask for help. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you're on the floor crying. Let's normalize talking to our community and asking for help. And on that note, now is a great time to mention that the Holistic Pioneer podcast will soon be releasing a Facebook group community for you to connect, ask for help, access fantastic tools from a wealth of knowledge and of the women around us. So keep an eye out on my Instagram page and Facebook pages for more details. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed sharing with you and that you find an abundance of love and wisdom in each of my podcast episodes. I am so grateful for you allowing me into your journey and for joining me in this incredible rite of passage. I see you and I see how hard you're working to heal your wounds and give our children the most nourishing start possible by showing up here with me each week. Each week I am so excited to share with you interviews with everyday mamas just like you and me, thought leaders from across the globe and loading you up with delicious food for thought. 
In this podcast, we are going to arm you and your support network or tribe with the tools and knowledge to support you through your maiden to mother journey. But don't forget, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holistic Pioneer, where each week I'm going to share with you shadow work journals or thought prompts, asking questions about your maiden to mother journey and sharing all kinds of goodness to support you on your way. If you love today's episode, I would be so grateful if you had a moment to leave a review on my latest podcast Instagram image and to share my podcast with your tribe so that we can reach all of the beautiful women and parents. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a community, your village. We are going to celebrate that rite of passage together. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for listening. Until next time, namaste. Oh